morning. This is the second Dharma talk on the six items of heedfulness or daily application. If you have the scripture with you, they are on page 44. There are many self-help books like Five Habits or Seven Habits of Successful People. So they all say these are the most essential and important habits you need to be successful in your life. I would say these six items are like Master Sotesan's version of the six habits to cultivate mindfulness in daily life. If you want to set up a daily routine for your practice, these six items probably can give you some idea. In my previous Dharma talk, I talked about the first item, be heedful to make choices with sound thought. And today, I'm going to talk about the second item. Before engaging in an application, be heedful to study for it in advance by observing the circumstances of the application. The first item is about the mindful choice and action. This is the golden rule of our practice. And the other five kind of support this, this first one. So the second one, the second item, is basically saying that if you want to make choices with sound thought, you need to look ahead and prepare. The first item is the practice that we can do when we are engaged in certain situations. While the second one is the practice that we can do before we actually get engaged in the situation. It says, before engaging in an application, be heedful to study for it in advance by observing the circumstances of the applications. So some people don't like the word study. But the word study here does not mean that you have to do the research on it. It means that you have to look ahead to see how things are likely to change. So let me give you an example. One of my works at the Wandarma Center is to take care of self-retreats. Two weeks ago, a self-retreater, um, a self-retreat guest checked out and left. I was supposed to go to the guest room to check things out and clean. But I did not feel like doing this. Sunday afternoon is supposed to be relaxing, isn't it? So I did not go, thinking, I can do it tomorrow. At this moment, one of the ministers told me that there would be thunderstorms soon. I realized that I have to at least check the windows. So I went to the guest house. All the windows and the door at the hallway were open. So I closed them. About one hour after, it started to rain. It was pouring. If that minister did not tell me that, I would not check the rooms. Therefore, the wooden floor and the room of that guest house would have gotten wet. As you see from this example, to study in advance by observing the circumstances 
is something that anyone can do it, but not everyone does it. So pausing for a moment and asking yourself, what's going to happen this afternoon, tomorrow, and later on this week? How are things going to change? This attitude of looking ahead and thinking about the future is very helpful. It can be tomorrow or next day or next year or later on this life. If you are mindful to maintain this attitude of studying the circumstances before you take an action, it will help you to respond more appropriately. You can find a similar episode in the scripture of one Buddhism. 100 years ago in Korea, the roofs of the most houses in rural area were thatched with straw. One day, a disciple was thatching the roof of a house at the headquarters. He only laid out the straw but did not tie it down with, with rope. The founding master said, If a strong wind blows in the middle of the night, then won't all the work you did go for naught? But the disciple replied, well, the wind in this area is not so severe, so he left it as it was. I can relate. That night, a strong wind arose unexpectedly, unexpectedly and blew away the newly thatched roof. The disciple was mortified and said, You, O great master, foresaw with your supernatural power what would occur and warned me about it. But in my folly, I disobeyed your order and met with this disaster. The founding master said, You did not listen to me when I instructed you in a sound and proper way. But it is even worse that you now turn me into a psychic. How will your road ahead not then be fraught with danger? You must correct your thoughts, and from now on, conduct yourself in all matters by only pursuing the sound and proper way. The definition of the sound is based on reason, sense, and judgment. So in this episode tells us that to practice the second item, you don't need great special ability. It is more like following the proper and reasonable path. It is very obvious if wind blows, the untied straw will be blown. Right? We sometimes procrastinate not just doing some work, but also thinking about the future for various reasons. It may be because you are afraid of something and just want to avoid or ignore it even when it is obvious. 
I have to confess that among the six items, this one is the most challenging one to me. I tend to go with the flow, if I put it in nice words, and said in other words, I procrastinate. I know very well how much suffering and anxiety we experience when you fail to prepare things ahead, and how much joy, peace, and contentment it will bring once you practice this. If you think about how different you feel when you arrive five minutes earlier at the meeting or gathering instead of five minutes late, then you, you will easily understand this. I'm kind of the person who arrives like 10 seconds before or 10 seconds late. So during this 20 seconds, I feel great anxiety. When I went to high school, every morning I had to literally run from the bus station to my high school not to be late. So to me, it's always inspiring to see uh, people who are good at preparing. Luckily, I have many great ministers or friends around me who are good practitioners of this. Reverend Na is one of them. Uh, some, of, some of you know Reverend Na. She's acupuncturist of One Dharma Center. And she's good at cooking. If I watch her cooking, it seems so easy. So unlike me, she doesn't make any fuss. I watched her and found out the secret. The previous day before she cooks, she gets the recipe ready and then makes sure if we have all ingredients needed for that menu in our refrigerator. If she cooks for lunch, then she trims the vegetable right after the breakfast. This is why when I see her cooking, it looks easy and smooth. If you learn to practice the second item, you'll be ready for anything from regular work and personal events to crises of all kinds, to major losses and life changes. Let me give you another example. Korea's response to COVID-19 can provide a lesson for the other countries. Before there were any cases of novel coronavirus confirmed in South Korea, KCDC, the Korea Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, established testing methodology on January 4th. Three days before Chinese authorities identified the virus and started testing suspected cases on January 9th. The first cases of COVID-19 in South Korea and the United States were both detected on January 20th. By early March, South Korea was capable of running as many as 20,000 tests a day, with five firms churning out kits for domestic use and export. 
One of the KCDC experts said in their interview with Reuters, we might be a bit overreacting at that time with just a few domestic infections, but there were substantial possibilities it would reach pandemic levels indeed. From this example, we can tell that the more responsibility we have, the more necessary it is to follow the second rule of heedfulness of preparation. My current responsibility as a minister is doing my job at the Wondarma Center. As a way of practicing the second item, I try to maintain my early morning routine. Before I start the day, I check my calendar and prioritize things that I have to do during the day. At the beginning of the month, I do the same thing for the month. I try to expand the focus to a larger period, even next year and beyond, which is not easy for me. Actually, it took long for me to make these simple things my routine. I'm still learning how to practice the second item, but I know that it's a matter of training, not of innate ability, because I can feel the progress. So lastly, let me talk about the question that I often hear. It is about the relation of the first item and the second item. Some people might ask, isn't mindfulness about being with the present moment and fully appreciating what's happening right now? While others might ask, if we only stay at the present moment, not thinking about the future, how can we improve ourselves? So they sound contradicting. Let's say you are traveling in France and want to go to a museum. To get to the museum, you can ask the direction to people on the street or you may try to find a road sign. From the perspective of the first item, which is the mindful choice and action, you are doing very good and there is nothing wrong. You are not attached to anything and responding appropriately to each moment, to each person. But what happens is that people show different directions. So you end up spending too much time on the street. So when you get uh, arrive at the museum, it's almost closing time. This is possible scenario. And you can still say, it's fine. Anyway, I enjoy the day. However, what if you downloaded a map and studied the direction before you started? It will make it so much easier to get to the museum and probably guarantee that you can enjoy um, the whole museum with enough time. This explains that the present moment awareness or mindful choice and action may not be complete without the awareness of the future. 
it's possible to have present moment awareness while you are downloading the map at the hotel the previous night and consciously thinking about where you are going tomorrow or later on um, next or next week, whatever it might be. The problem arises when you get caught up in that thinking and drift off and get involved in unproductive types of thought. Let's say that you become too anxious about going someplace that you've never been to. So you start to search the internet to find out how to get to the museum and um, spend all night to find out all the related information. When you are in this state, you lose your awareness of the present moment. So I think it's a matter of balance. We can be on guard for times in which our ruminations about the future are unhelpful and unnecessary. And we can look for ways to wrestle our thoughts away from a brain that spends too much time focusing on the future. Again, it is a matter of training, not of innate ability. So I hope you all can continue this practice and deepen our practice with this second item. Thank you for listening to my Dharma talk today. <laughs>